Researchers at the University of Manitoba have shared the results from the 2020 Prairie Cover Crop Survey. Here's graduate student Calla Morrison. Historically, farmers on the prairies have been quite sceptical towards cover crops. And uh, part of this is, of course, out here on the prairies, we don't have uh, um, a particularly long-growing season. And we quite often have um, problems with moisture availability in the fall, which makes it difficult to establish a um, cover crop after um, we've harvested a cash crop in the fall. So um, that means that it's been pretty difficult for farmers um, who've been trying to start out cover cropping as there isn't yet that uh, wealth of knowledge of how farmers are using cover crops in the prairie. And um, so what we did is back in 2019, we decided we needed to fill these knowledge gaps to really hear from these early innovating farmers who um, have recently adopted cover crops. So we launched the survey in 2019, and um, we had absolutely no idea how many people would respond. Um, I remember when we hit 80 farmers hearing that, that was um, seen as truly amazing, because um, as I say, we had absolutely no idea how many farmers were growing cover crops across the prairies. So through COVID, this project went from being um, one of our little side projects to then being uh, the main driver of, uh, of my research because uh, I would, was able to do it remotely. I was able to still engage with farmers um, over the phone online. Um, and then into the 2020 survey, we ended up hearing from 281 farmers across the three prairie provinces from um, areas like where I'm based in the Red River Valley, but right the way into, you know, some of the driest regions of Saskatchewan and uh, right the way up until the Peace River Valley in Alberta. So we got a very large uh, spread of farmers, and um, these farmers grew over 100,000 acres of cover crops uh, between them. Talk a little bit more about some of those results. What types of crops they were growing? So um, I'd say some of the most interesting results is, as I say, just the fact that uh, we have, we, we now have proof that there is a, um, a number, quite a number of farmers um, growing cover crops in all regions of the prairie. So that kind of dispels some of the myths that um, it's impossible in uh, many of these regions. And I think some of the major findings is that um, uh, the majority of these farmers that responded told us that uh, they've seen benefits. So over 70% of farmers said that they've seen benefits from growing cover crops within the first three years. Um, most farmers on the prairies also identified that there are a number of challenges which are uh, limiting the use of cover crops. Um, these tend to be, obviously, uh, well, we would have imagined, uh, just like we imagined, due to uh, climate limitations, such as shortness of growing season and um, uh uh, lack of moisture in the fall, but also um, uh, lack of information scores quite highly, um, not wanting to add extra complexities onto the farm and such. But um, some of the most common uh, uh, windows for growing cover crops are after um, annual field crops, in particular barley, oats, and uh, spring wheat, but uh, we also see after canola featuring quite highly there, but uh, we found cover crops being grown um, after 
with a major um, cereal um, crop, right the way down to things like hemp, potatoes, vegetables, fruits. So uh, there's a lot of opportunities out there that the farmers are taking to work cover crops into their rotations. And um, a lot of the most common uh, cover crops out there that we're seeing are um, oats, clovers, um, radishes, fall rye. Um, and again, there's a huge variation in the types of cover crops that farmers are using. Dozens of different types of uh, uh, cover crops we used uh, on the prairies last year. And uh, people select these cover crops um, depending on what goal they actually want to achieve. So uh, you'll see the actual species of cover crop used varying um, between different types of farmers as they quite often have different goals that they want to achieve. And Callum, talk a little bit more about, um, I guess, the impact on the bottom line. You know, what what were farmers saying about how how cover crops affected their uh, their income? Oh yes. Well, um, what uh, I'd like to stress is forty seven percent of farmers told us that um, they couldn't identify the effect on um, the income either because they're so early in their adoption that they don't want to say, or maybe they're just don't feel confident enough that they've been measuring their economic outcomes yet. Uh, however, that being said, um, only 4% of farmers um, who were growing cover crops uh, in our survey told us that they'd actually seen a decrease in uh, their profit. 24% of farmers, so many, many times more, told us um, that they'd seen no change, um, categorically no change in their um, profit. And um, a further 24% said they'd actually seen an increase in their profits. Uh, but still, bear in mind, 47% of farmers said that uh, um, they weren't able to, uh, it was too early for them to say. So we may see um, more, as farmers are become using cover crops for longer, you may see um, this trend uh, telling us a bit more, but... Uh, at the moment, uh, farmers are the, uh, that responded were far more likely to see an increase in their profit than a decrease. And going forward, um, what are some things that would encourage farmers to start growing cover crops? Oh, yes. Well, we asked farmers what would uh, enable cover crop use on their farms. And um, obviously, agriculture is a business. So uh, various financial incentives uh, seem to be the most um well-received by farmers uh, who took part in our surveys, such as payments for storing carbon. Um, but also we um, found that farmers um, would benefit from more information on um, uh, growing cover crops, uh, more scientific research, especially that that's uh, on a prairie uh, local scale. Um, and we also found that um, uh, technical assistance and uh, creation of local groups may be uh, helpful. Um, we also found a number of farmers um, thought that decreased cover, uh, decreased uh, crop insurance premiums may be helpful, as well as acceptance of cover crops by uh, insurance bodies would also be 
uh, helpful. That was Callum Morrison. He's a graduate student at the University of Manitoba. Callum and Dr. Yvonne Lawley conducted a cover crop survey between October 2020 and April 2021. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.